And we're in. Mel's lost her shit, so. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oh, how can they hear you, Mel, when you're like eight feet away? I'm eight feet tall, Luke. No, see? Lean into the mic. It's I okay. Can't you know, no, we're going on in. what 14 episodes in, uh, something like that. 12, I don't know. And you know, I'm s- still getting her used to the whole recording no, thing. <laughs> Color me 12. Um, hey, we're back. You don't need those headphones on. <laughs> I like That's right. Them on. All right. Here's what happened. I spent a long time trying to find parking, and then Mel is just sitting here practically getting high on her own laughs, and now she can't focus up to focus. do this focus to do focus. this podcast. Anyway, I'm Luke. I'm Mel, and this is Behind, Behind the, the Desk. And we're back at it. We're talking about coffee and broken dreams. A lot of coffee and broken dreams. We haven't said that in a minute. Hashtag coffee and broken dreams. Um, so we're like way into this audition season. It's like oh. basically done. <laughs> it's like happening. Yeah. It's like, like on the downfall. It's like oh. offer season. We got a guest in the studio. Uh, his name's Bobbert. No, um, his name is Robert Rice. It's Robbie. Robbie Rice. Um, he's a dancer that works with us at our mysterious workplace that nobody knows about. Um, and we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep that out. Um, and we, uh, no, I'm not. Nobody, not enough people care. Um, we brought uh, Robbie Rice in. Uh, yeah, because we're gonna talk to him a little bit about his life, being a dancer, but also like every ensemble's best, you know, friend. Yeah. Also, Robbie, side note, has gotten like 18 offers this season, so okay, he's, he's a, a like wanted man. All right, Mel. Uh, so Mel was, uh, you know, well, we we don't want to talk about that. We would talk about like a horror story or something, right? What's happened recently? I could tell something that happened recently. I don't even know why I'm on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I either. Just talk for like four I minutes. Yeah. Well, you don't say anything, so. <laughs> We're getting real. Is it time to go to the bathroom? I'll shut up. Mel, Mel can talk since she wants um, to lead it. No, I don't want to lead it. I want to hear about your story because I'm mm. intrigued now. All right. Well, I was fortunate enough to get a callback for something recently. Um, and in the room, when I initially auditioned, all I heard was, you have a callback. And I was like, that's amazing. When do you get called back like immediately in the room? That's like pretty yeah. cool. And it was for like days later. Mm-hmm. That was fine. And then I'm like, I'll get an email. You know, they'll, they'll tell me, you know, confirming the time and like location and like what I'm supposed to do. No, that didn't happen. I'm like, that's fine. It's not for like two more days. Maybe the next day when they have the open dance call, they'll email everybody with everything that they want to see you for. I don't even know what I'm being called back for. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, midnight, still nothing. Checking audition update. People are freaking out. Checking it Monday or Friday morning. The next day, people are losing their shit. Then there I am. I'm like, well, great. Who could I possibly be? Still no email. Happened to show up because we know where it is because of our work. And then what do I do? Get handed aside, not for what I thought I was getting called back for. Did I bring instruments for the wrong thing? Yes. Robbie knows. And then in the room, they asked me to sing stuff with the instrument that I don't have. How am I supposed to do that? What are you doing? Where's your organization? How did you get through this, Luke? I don't know. You're an inspiration to all of us. I gave him the wrong information. <laughs> you did. Actually, Robbie's the one that led me astray. D- don't ask about saxophone if you're not going to... That, that's how I feel. 
Don't ask me to play the saxophone if you don't want me to blow the horn, okay? <laughs> Hold the horn. <laughs> Look, go ahead. I go, go, go ahead. How does this story end, Luke? Because I feel like that's what this long, winding journey has led us to. How does it end? I booked. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag booked and blessed. It was it was a nightmarish callback though, because I didn't nightmare. know what the hell was going on. I don't like to be unprepared. Just get when you're gonna have callbacks, tell people oh what you God. want them to do. I feel like what you're unprepared for is leaning into this mic. I stopped. Because see, the thing is, Mel, I have a sultry voice that people can hear. I can whisper too. (laughs) Get out of here. All right. Well, great. That's my little tidbit about what happened to me just quite recently, like two or three days ago. The moral of that story is constantly bring all your instruments you could ever play. Yeah. If you're not a one man band, what are you doing? (laughs) I mean, you can't swallow the sword and do a triple sow cow while playing, you know, uh, Wagner. I don't know what's going on. Wagner. <laughs> Hashtag Wagner. Wagner. Uh, around the New York City Opera today. <laughs> yes. Um, tell us something that happened with you recently, Mel. She's uh, sleeping on my couch because she's homeless. Um, she broke her hand. I, she broke I her don't... hand. Unrelated to musical theater. Uh, <laughs> um, nothing really happened to me. You don't, you don't have any fun stories? Oh, I do. You didn't have to sing in Yiddish today. That was fun. I do have a fun story. Dropped on your head. <clears throat> this is what happened to me today. Lean into the mic. Um, Face the mic. Okay. Tell the people. They want to hear second. your voice. I just, I want to tell them what happened to me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, where, where are you going? Oh, okay. Um, this is all going downhill. <laughs> I'm stressed. Um, this is what ha- I went to an audition today, y'all, and I, I put my hair up for the first time in six months. <laughs> and apparently that was a big deal for people. And Luke thought I spent a lot of time on my hair. I spent approximately like seven to minutes. <laughs> okay, everyone come It looked down. like a half hour job. No, I'm not that fancy. I'm not a fancy pants. Um, no, what I do want to talk about is Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Oh my God, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, um, and I loved everybody. You know, John, I, you know, he wasn't bad by any means. It's just hard to compete with, like, Brandon freaking Victor Dixon, who, like, just, oh. oh just owned it. He oh. killed it. Also, not to mention, like, the ensemble killed it, too. Speaking of John's, John Mulaney is on SNL. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, no, Superstar was great. I thought Sarah Bareilles was phenomenal. Norm was amazing. It was the best live musical production ever. Yeah. You know why? Because it was on a normal set and like a normal show. It was as if they were just doing it at a normal theater as opposed to like a big concert reading. Instead of like doing these massive sets running around, like Mm -hmm. they just did the show like in a space. Like it was a really cool set because it was pretty simple. There's nothing to it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was wonderful and magical and um, should be the one that people mark off for future live musicals. Oh no. Now you know what that's going to happen? Coming back to Broadway. All right. So, call me when you get a Mary Magdalene. Me too. Robbie is formerly uh, played Mary Magdalene. Well, one time I played Jesus, but that was in a different kind of production. <laughs> there, was there was some and leaders. They were in hoods. The pageant play. They called me Jesus. The pageant play? There were chants. The pageant. The pageant play. You know, like the passion play? Like the page. 
like but Passion of the Christ? No, like at Christmas. What is that called? Yeah, Passion of the Christ. No, not at Christmas. It's not called that. It's, a Christmas it's called like pageant. the birth of Jesus. I was Jesus when I was a baby. The pageant. So play. I feel like I'm ready. I should put on my resume and go Hashtag play. Hashtag Jesus baby. I played Jesus twice. No. When I was a young I Jesus. When I, I was a young Jesus. There you go. That was it. Uh, well, uh, since we got Robbie here, what, what do we want to talk to him about? Um, so, Robbie Rice, he's a um, big fan of Behind the Desk. He's a dancer. He's a prancer. He's a midnight he romancer. He dances and dashes and, um, no, he, uh, we called Robbie on the <clears throat> show today because we saw him on the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I live, so, can find me at all no, times. No, uh, we have, we know that we've been ignoring the dancers because... Because we, um, we just hashtag I'm a mover. Hashtag I'm a mover. So we decided to get some dance expertise up in the show. Porta bra. <clears throat> no, you know what? Also, like I feel like is nuts about Robbie too. He goes to eight billion things too. But he also knows his type. Tell us about your transition this audition season. Like what happened? <laughs> well, so I went into come the here, doctor. Come here. Come here. I went come to here. the doctor um, to get medication. Yeah, you transitioned. Huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can we say that? I don't know. No. I'm sorry. Um, I, no, I apologize um, to the world for Lucas. No, he didn't um, like transition, transition. I just mean like you, you, yeah, you were slower. No, you, just, when I, you do it. So I recently finished a contract in California. What were you doing? I was doing the Holly Jolly Trolley. Oh, like a festival Thanksgiving show? Um, A Christmas show. Oh, so, like the Passion of Christ. Yeah, the Pageant of Christ. Um, So when I got back, I mean, before I left, I hated New York. I And I got back and I just decided to make audition season work for me instead of me work for it. And I was like, well, if I'm not getting seen on equity things because I have zero EMC points to my name, um, I was just going to go in for all non-ec things and it worked out, worked out in my favor. And Is that what, yeah, but you always talked about how you... Um you were like, I just couldn't figure it out at the beginning, and then I like found my thing. Yeah, I like the beginning of the season was rough. Like I was, I had just got back. I was staying on a friend's couch for the first two weeks before I could move back into my place. Oh. Um, so I didn't have like a set place to live. I got the flu. Like all oh. these things were happening, and I was trying to get back into the work routine and save up money because New York is expensive. Did you have the flu while you were crashing on? This person's couch. I got the flu while I was. Oh my god! Yeah. I would hate you so much. I didn't give it to any of them. <laughs> no, I know. I would just be like, oh my god. I wasn't throwing up. Yeah, <laughs> like no, no she's staying on my couch right now. It she wasn't got even the flu. The good flu. Like I, there was no end goal. I wasn't. Throwing well, up. <laughs> what kind of flu I, is a good flu? When you're snatched at the end of it. All right, that's not bad. I did I lose ten pounds when I was younger. When you throw up and you're like. You look good. You look you're thin. Spongy. You're like really pale, but you know a little bit of yeah. makeup will fix that up. Yeah, but I then you're like, mm, I feel great. Well, it's not like trap. It's like snatched. I don't like it. Like your snatch. So anyway. <laughs> don't talk about my snatch. <laughs> no, but you found your. You found. Shut up! Oh my god. <laughs> you found your hit. Yeah, I just, like, once once I found the songs that really worked for me and what, honestly, I just got more confident just going into the room and I really knew what choices worked for me, what... Did you keep a log? 
No. You didn't keep a log? No, I... Okay, well then how did you come to find those choices? Like, what was the thing? Just because you were getting 8 billion offers out the wazoo? No, it was just... So talented! No, I just... I, like... <laughs> I use the same few songs over and over right now. Yeah. And so they... Like, I know where they sit and I know where they work. And I found a choice that works for me. Apparently Mel wants me to talk about it. Oh, you're... My... Yeah. She wants me to talk about the log roll. Basically... About Why do you do it? Wait a second. Yeah. Stop. Everyone stop. You stop. I Hammer want time. Robbie to describe for us the typical dance room that he walks into. The holding room or the actual audition? The actual dance room. Because you may not have noticed, um, Luke and I uh, don't dance that much. So I'm Broadway Bob. No, we're not. <laughs> Get the stomach flu and then we'll talk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't snatched. Welcome to Broadway Bears. We've all had the stomach flu. Um, so basically it's, um, you go in in groups anywhere from like generally 20 to up to 40 in a room at a time and it's small and it's crammed and you get kicked a lot because apparently even though we're dancers, we don't understand what spatial awareness is. Um. Like personal bubble? Yeah. Like, or when you're going to bot mod for your face, there are people around you. So maybe you should save that when it's smaller groups. But, but shouldn't they also just choose smaller groups? It's not their fault. Yeah, but they don't have enough hey, time. What are to you, a freaking choreographer? I've <laughs> <laughs> um, choreographed a few things. So. You have not. You choreographed like walking out of this apartment. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Snatched. <laughs> um, and well, and I've been in groups as small as seven people. Um, and still been kicked in the face. No, that was actually nice. There <laughs> were. It was for. It was for my callback last week for. Oh. A specific thing and um all the tours and it was it was nice to actually have room and be able to ask questions because i've been in rooms where some choreographers get really grumpy and angry when you ask a question and so sassy. in the dance room get closer in the dance room is it important to ask a question if you don't understand or just try to like go with the flow I've, what do you think? I've learned to start asking other people around me because I asked one question and someone like snapped back at me and I was I was very uncomfortable because I just asked a genuine question of like, hey, can we review this one section? Because we were reviewing the other section and I just wanted to put the pieces together and they were not happy with that. And then when I danced the routine, my friends were like, they stared at you the whole time and then you didn't get kept. So I've just kind of stopped asking questions in rooms. So when wow. you, as a dancer, you're in the dance room, how many times do you do the combination before you like leave, yay or nay? Um, yeah, just do that. It depends. Some, some dance calls I've been in, and it's like you get 15, 20 minutes to learn the combo. You'll do it in smaller groups, maybe like once or twice, and they're like, okay, let's break down to small groups of three or four, and that's when you're doing it. Sometimes you get to do it twice, sometimes you do it once. If you are equity, you generally get to do it twice, but who's equity? Okay, so if you're, if you're shut up. If you're in a dance room and then um, you dance for them and then you're asked to stay uh, and you have to sing with like a 20 minute turnaround, they give you sides or whatever. Has that happened to you? Yeah, so usually it's always just like, because it's been a long day, they're like, sing something from your book in this style real quick. Which, for the most part, for me, this season has been pop rock. Or it's just been, sing your best, sing your best. And I have a song that really works for me because it shows up oh. my range. So, so. Um, do, you, do you change 
your outfit, or do you go in with the same dance outfit? On? Yeah, that's something I'm curious about. Oh, too, when actually. I sing, if it's that day, I just walk it in the same thing. Because yeah, I support that because otherwise, honestly, the people who get dressed up, you look like more of a hot mess than everybody else. Also, you just did the dance. There's no thing. point because they're they know. Like yeah. it's not like they're like, oh, we forgot you came in, you sweat and you dance, and no, we just dance for you. You know what <clears> I did dance wise, so I'm gonna walk in in the same outfit. So you go, that's the same person that I watched, like. Do yeah. a log roller, like, follow. <laughs> it also, like, weirdly to me, seems like you're, like, trying too hard. Like, because I see that. And it'll only ever be, like, one person yeah. in the whole thing. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just... Yeah, I, don't I have know. another question as a mover. <laughs> and this question is, uh, you... We were talking earlier, just chatting, and you said that there's always a portion of the dance where you need to show your personality or, like, show your sparkle or mm-hmm. shine or do, like, your one trick. Hashtag show your sparkle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Do you do you constantly do the same trick? Do you try to like do you try to do it in the style of the show, or do you just do something that will constantly make you stand out to that specific casting team? Um, it depends on the call. So usually, if it's um, like for regional theaters, because that's the only time they're gonna see me, I usually use the same types of tricks. Which I'll do something that's like a big showy trick, and then something that fits my personality. Which I'm a weirdo, so I'll do. <laughs> So I will do something weird. And it that usually gets me noticed more than the, like, big crazy, like, oh, he did a flip. Oh, he did that. Usually, like, if I log roll on the ground, they laugh, they remember it, and they comment on it. If it's, um, like, this one thing I went in for last week, uh, we when we did the combo twice, I like to think that each time should be a new choice because you shouldn't same, show them the same choice twice. They get, they're like, oh, that's not surprising. So I'll do one... That's like this big trick, and then I'll basically I did. We had a whip in our hand. Was like, the, yeah, the Hot. story of it, and so I did a one-handed and then whipped my leg for the first one, and then the second time at the end I did like a fish roll to slide up onto my knees and. So, so as a you're you're you would say you're primarily a dancer, right? That's no, what you, no. What are <laughs> no. you primarily? I well, I mean, if I would consider myself an actor first so how did you get the confidence to walk into dance rooms with primary um well it's funny actually because i didn't start dancing well i didn't start any of my training until i got to college Mm -hmm. because i'm from a village of 59 people total Mm -hmm. in the middle of a village yeah get out of here it's anything under a thousand people is classified as a village um google uh google (laughs) and i i actually my freshman year of school, like the few dance classes that I took, I was embarrassed. I was terrible. I used to walk out of the classes. My teachers and I would actually get into arguments. And one, I had one professor that literally sat me down. She said, I'm not going to let you quit. I see too much potential in you. You can do this if you keep your mind like set on the end goal. And thanks to her and another teacher, I just, I found the love for dancing <clears throat> and used that to drive me to want to be better at it. And I knew I knew my type, and I knew that if I didn't know how to dance, I was screwed until I was 35. Mm-hmm. Because I look like a chorus boy. <clears throat> and I, like, that sits in a few different shows as, like, more predominant, like Book of Mormon or West Side Story, but I just look like a generic chorus boy, and if I don't know how to dance, I'm not going to book work until I look older. And with the extra time and training that I took 
for dance specifically that really helped me and then going going to calls and just being like you know what I'm not I'm not going to be afraid of this I'm just going to go in and do it the more you do the better you'll get because picking up choreography I will be honest is probably everybody's like lowest level of trait like for me I know if I don't go to auditions for a few months then all of a sudden I get back in a room and picking up choreography really fast yeah so do you think it's really important to continue with like a rigorous dance schedule like at BDC or Um, you can afford it good lord if you think like audition rooms are your dance classes I for me because I can't afford BDC and I can't afford steps um auditions are my dance classes so even if like I'll I'll go to both a singer's call and a dancer's call I feel comfortable completely comfortable at both um and the dance call even if I get cut I'm like that was a free dance class just just go is all I can say like yeah at the end of the day you're not gonna they're not gonna remember you (laughs) if you mess up and just leave like they're gonna go okay well now we're focused on the people that we did want to bring back yeah and it's not like there's nothing to lose at an open dance call yeah like if you're not dead set on that show and like say you wanted to go in for Elf, which is one of the tours that's been casting lately, I would recommend you go in for the singer's call. And then if they ask you to dance, go dance. But if you're not a comfortable like dancer-dancer, I wouldn't recommend going in for the dance call as well. But, right. Well, that's what that's why I'm intrigued by it, because like I didn't start dancing until later either, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm I guess it's knowing your type, because I'm not someone you can just stick in an ensemble and no one will notice. <laughs> um, Hashtag I'm a mover, yeah. No, but you're going to yeah. notice me, too, just the way, like, I'm six, six feet tall. tall yeah. You're going to no- notice, like, a yeah. tall woman in the back. Well, the um, thing... Six feet tall, sing like a wardrobe from Beauty and the Beast. I also recommend, though, like, if you... <laughs> if you have a friend that you know is, <laughs> like, is a comfortable dancer, choreographer, or, like, will teach you combos, um... Just ask them for help. Then what have we been doing, Robbie? What do you mean? All these months. Listen, I offer to help people all the time. I you and have I've had friends never I've offered had friends to help me. Take me up, like take I, me up. Yeah. What is that? Take me up on my offer. <laughs> oh. Like, <laughs> I was like hashtag take, take me up. Me up. <laughs> take me away from here. Um, no, I I give privates. I taught dance while I was in college as well, um, as a side gig, and. It's it's good to be in that environment because mm-hmm. there is there is no fear of failure. Yeah. When you're when you're with friends, there's you're comfortable and you can work at a faster pace because you're not so stressed. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you are in an audition setting, there was one callback that I was in the other week and I was so close and I was stressing myself out because I knew I knew if I could just get this one thing that I would book it. Mm-hmm. But I put too much stress on myself and it, it just wasn't happening. And mm-hmm. I spent an hour specifically with the choreographer, just me and her going back and forth, going back and <sighs> forth. And it just wasn't sitting in. And then mm. the next day I like took myself into the room and was like, I'm just going to do it just for my own sake. And it worked fine. But when you put yourself in those high pressure situations, like dances for a lot of people, for me, I still get stressed. Yeah. And so you need to take yourself away from that element, practice in a comfortable setting, and then from there you can ha- earn the confidence to go in. 
So after this audition season where you found that you found your niche and where you're comfortable, um, you mentioned building your book and you do three to five like solid things in your book. Mm -hmm. Did you build that book with like your type as a chorus ensemble dancer in mind? No, honestly, a lot of it. So I have my big go-to is um, is just like something that shows off my voice. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It starts on a C5 and it like wails through the whole song. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an eight bar cut actually. So it's like, bam, there's, there's that. And then usually people ask for something else. <laughs> um, and then I have like my boyish charm song for specific shows. But a lot of my book, because a lot of the things I've been going in for is just pop rock. Well, yeah, music. you've clearly found like your hit, what you're good for, and yeah. what to at least get them hooked in yeah. to want more. You have which to... that's more important than I think uh, some other people try and make choices. They're like, well, this is a really good song. And, you know, I sound good on it in this part. It's like, no, get them hooked right away because no. you don't have time for because that shit. Honestly, that eight bar isn't an acting <clears> song. <throat> Yeah. Like it's it's not whatsoever, but it's like I can sing. If you want to hear more, you yeah, do. And if you or see if you act, don't, yeah. yeah. If you don't want more, like it's not terrible acting. It's just it's one note. Right. They're gonna see more when they call yeah. you back. Yeah. And yeah, if, yeah. And then I haven't wasted time working on something specifically for that audition. If that song fits that audition, and a lot of things nowadays are people just asking you to come in and sing your best thing. Yeah. So have a book of like something to hook in. Quick, yeah. at least from that dancer-ish nonic perspective, go to go to auditions that you yeah. think that hey, this may be a free class. Honestly, even if you don't think you're gonna get it, when you can't afford to go to BDC and steps, and that's like a large majority of people. Uh, what else did I'm just trying to recap here because yeah. we gotta wrap it up. But um, also know know what dance calls are definitely gonna <clears throat> be way above your head. Yeah. Like if you if you're on a dancer, don't go in for cats. Don't go in for Hello Dolly. Don't go. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't waste yeah. their time. Specific either. specific shows don't mm -hmm. because it's only gonna <laughs> do more damage to you because you're gonna get so frustrated. Right. Yeah. Is there anything in, in anything else in particular? I think it was good. Oh, I think it was wonderful. That was a lot of insight. No, you did everything that you were supposed to do. You're fabulous. Uh -huh. Booked it. Booked it. Booked you it. booked behind the desk. Oh, this my God. Is, this is the um, I'm sorry, but I have a few other offers on the table. I'm going to have to think this over seriously. Okay, well, don't look for your check in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> you don't send me a contract first. So. No, you're fabulous. Um, you're great. Thank you so much, Thank Robbie. You. you provide so much insight that we don't get. Um, and, yeah, follow us on all the social medias. Also... By the way, if you're listening and you haven't rated us on the iTunes or whatever the things is, uh, do that for us and leave a review if you can, because that is how other people discover us on their, like, recommended stuff. Um, and that's, like, growing and stuff, and that's awesome. Um, what? Oh, sure you can. Yeah, you can plug your social media. Robbie, do it. Robbie wants to plug his social media. Well, I mean, it's mostly just awkward pictures of me doing awkward things. So. No, you do it. What is it, Robbie? Um, well, my Instagram is the whitest of rices. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the whitest, whitest. of rices. R-I-C-E-S. Rice the grain. Yes. Yeah, you can't forget that. Um, great. Anyway, lukewarmmelon at gmail.com and all the handles and Instagrams and Facebooks and all that jazz. We're wrapping it up. Uh, we will see you next week behind.